Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. Release date, Sunday 21st of May, 2023. Copy of today's paper. New York Daily News. Bottle of world's leading ketchup brand. The house has provided. Three period-appropriate killer questions. Written on this napkin. Okay, we're good to go. What's the news? You Nick and Ian. Good day to you. I'm Big Finish sound designer Ian Meadows. Hello. He's still Nick Briggs. Yes. This is Big Finish. Audiobooks, audio drama, and this podcast. All for the love of stories. Welcome, Ian, who's valiantly stepped in to cover for Benji Clifford, who's taking a break in Germany for a week. Mm, there you nice. go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming up in a moment, we'll be finding out about Ian and his work for Big Finish, plus a quick chat about my work on this week's release, Dalek's Genesis of Terror. Do Daleks have Achilles heels? Really looking forward to that. Thank you. Also, after that, time for the good review guide, known to some as the good review guy. <laughs> Easy mistake to make. Reviewing the reviews of the first Doctor Adventures, The Outlaws. Outlaws, my dear. Outlaws. Let me go behind the scenes with the latest sixth Doctor Adventures, Purity Unleashed, and a story by Matthew Sweet. Doctor Matthew Sweet, actually. Uh, mm. Broadway belongs to me. Uh, not me. I'm Bonnie Langford and I play a Melanie Bush. Anyway, uh, and that'll be unleashed this Tuesday, uh, the 23rd of May. I am Colin Baker. And then, time for listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com, where you know the drill. Have an idea, have a question or a comment, type it into an email, click it, it arrives, we read it out. Simple as that. It's crazy, isn't it? But that's the world we live in. <laughs> Uh, in our also available segment uh, this week, it is, of course, Dalek's Genesis of Terror, a real archive release packed with all the original details of writer Terry Nation's original intentions for Genesis of the Daleks, with extensive background features and a brand new probing interview with Doctor Who producer Philip Hinchcliffe on never-before-revealed BBC documentation. That's released on uh, this coming Thursday. What would the date of Thursday be then? 25th. Uh, 25th. 25th, yes. 25th. yes. Yeah, there we go. My name's Philip Hinchcliffe, and I produced Genesis of the Daleks. And uh, you got to love a bit of probing, haven't you? I, <laughs> a, a bit of probing with aliens and Daleks, beautiful. Uh, then, of course, the Randomoid Selectatron, once again delivering a random release with a 25% discount, beautifully attached Ooh. to it by Big Finish content manager Jackie Emery. Uh, so random. Am I right in saying it's so random we don't actually know what it is yet? Yeah, we don't. No. So here's what they call a throw forward to give you a clue. Happy Christmas. And finally, as always, we round off the podcast with a free 15-minute drama tease. And this week, it's the sixth Doctor Adventures Purity Unleashed. Broadway Belongs to Me by Matthew Sweet. Behold America, our land will be So, Ian, uh, let's explain to the listeners who you are, how you got here, and what you're up to. Uh, Get off the grass! Um, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I am Ian Meadows. I am a sound designer. And how did I get here? What, you mean here, here? Or just... Big finish here. Big finish here, I'd say. Oh, right. As opposed to your bedroom or wherever you are at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't I? I think I just pestered you and stalked you a bit and then said, yes, job. And (laughs) you did. So, but I think, um, yeah, I'd kind of had an ambition to work for Big Finish. So I think I probably did stalk you a little bit. Didn't we meet you at an awards ceremony or something? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the, um, yeah, I, I know this. It's the 2014 BBC audio awards where we were up against each other and you won with dark eyes god but well, you won the next year though though didn't yeah you? yeah yeah so it's fair dude yeah yeah <laughs> what did yeah. you win with um hood yeah and the scribe of sherwood so mm. yeah because i rewrote the robin hood legend and it's it's not like well it's not like normal robin hood i mean that would be dull so it's um you know full <laughs> of, yeah full of deliciously roguelike characters 
And, and you've worked in lots of things for Big Finish. The main thing you do is the Ninth Doctor Adventures, isn't it? Yeah, at the moment. You know, no spoilers, obviously, no but spoilers, I've just no. finished one box set. And there is an episode on there, which is... I don't often say this, but mm. there's an episode on there which is, I think, truly, truly... I mean, the writing is always special, but, you know, when you do the sound design, you, you sometimes think, hmm... Mm, you know, and you're a little unsure of yourself. I'm actually really pleased with this this sound design, mm. and I don't often say that. Well, and it's well. it's it's quite an unsettling episode as well. Can I give the title of the episode? No, you can't. But you can tell us okay. who wrote it. Um, Lauren Mooney. Oh, was well, one of the writers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. good. Very good. Mm. Just had an email from her yesterday. Actually. Oh, right. Yes. Nice. We're yeah. Talking about storylines and stuff. But, yes, uh, her and Stuart Pringle. Uh, uh, they write as a team quite often, but I think they yeah. write separately as well. So yeah, well, I think he might have been involved in this one, but I mean, it's um, I, I, you know, when you're sat there and and you're so engrossed in something, and and then actually, there's a real scare that comes. You're so into it that there's a real moment where you can just lose it and think, I, I have to turn the light on now yeah. and just go and have a cup of tea. Yeah. And there's some very, very unsettling moments in this, but absolutely brilliant. Really, really brilliant. So. That is incredible, isn't it, when you're working on something like that and it has a real effect on you. I've spoken yeah. many times about working on the music for Survivors and there have been yeah. a couple of times where I've had to just get up and walk out of the house because I'm crying. There was one, <laughs> there was one episode where a dog got killed in a really meaningless way just to demonstrate to a person how ruthless this other person was and they knew the dog was really important to them so yeah. they just you know and it just came out of the blue and i didn't know it was coming and i just yeah. completely and i just was leaving the house and steph my wife was saying you were right and i i couldn't speak i was like yeah i'm fine she said, you're not it's it like, bye <laughs> door closed no, from, I, I, I get it entirely because on this one there's there's some really quite I mean, it's unsettling, but it's also sad in some ways. And that there's that moment. I mean, sometimes, you know, Kelly, my wife, will come in and she'll say, you know, are you OK? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm OK. It's fine. But yeah, I mean, the, the writing is so, so, I mean, it's always strong, isn't it? But yeah. there are moments that just catch you, you know. Brilliant. Yeah. So Ninth Doctor, really, really good fun. Also uh, done a bit of Space 1999 yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's uh, coming out next week. The one, Which episode did you do? Dragon's Domain. Dragon's Domain, the title episode, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, um, yeah we'll be talking about that next week. But you won't be here. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, um, I will just say that I think I got one note from you what saying, make it scarier. <laughs> so, yes, that's right. Uh, so I did, and... Uh, I said to the missus, I said, come in here. Do you think this is scary? And she, she spilled a tea all down <laughs> herself. So, it's the tea test on the scary yeah, factor. Yeah. She, I mean, it, you know, I put it on the, the speakers and played it loud. And then, she, you know, she jumped and the tea went everywhere. And she That's went, the yeah, horrible that works. scream of the creature. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yes, it was excellent. Your second Sorry. attempt was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> now, we'll have to say, I'll, I'll try to remember to mention that next week when we're talking about it. It's it's Kelly terrifying, we'll say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that's me, really. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, I wanted yeah. to talk about um, uh, uh, Dalek's Genesis of Terror, didn't I, out this Tuesday? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's interesting seeing some reaction to this release because people have cottoned on to the fact that they've heard a bit of narration in the trailer and I've seen some people online just going, oh, I'm not doing it then if it's got narration in it. The thing is, the reason we put narration in this is that we wanted to represent Terry Nation's original work as accurately as possible. And what is so different and so original about the episode one script, that's the only original script from it that survives, is Terry Nation's stage directions. If you've ever read a Terry Nation script, his stage directions are just brilliant to read, you know, and, we, and I just said, we've just got to have these in it. Plus the fact there's not, there's not that much dialogue in his version of episode one at all. Um, and so, because he loved all that stuff, you know, filmed sequences with people walking around. And, and I said, we've got to represent this accurately because if we adapted it to be audio drama, 
it would become so much unlike this original episode that it would have been pointless to do, you know? Mm. Uh, so we did that. And then the other episode synopsis, because we also had his synopsis documents. Um, we thought, well, we must have these storylines read out. Now, of course, we've got episode one on there. Then we've got uh, the storylines for episodes two, three, four, five and six. But we did actually, as a special extra, record the storyline for episode one, which is, again, different from the script of episode one. Oh, but right. we got Tom Baker to do that in his mad, inimitable way. And that yeah. that particular thing is available as a download-only extra. Plus the fact that there's uh, a, there's a big interview with Samira Ahmed, a very respected journalist, BBC journalist that Simon Gurrier knows and got her to interview Philip Hinchcliffe all about season 12. And then there's an extended downloadable extra that has Philip talking amongst all the other people as well talking about Genesis of the Daleks so it's a really it's a, it's not so much an audio drama release as a kind of a real archive special actually but we felt it fell into the the bracket of the lost stories so that's why we've um, released it like that the arc which is coming up the following month uh, which is John Lucarotti's original version of The Ark in Space, what became The Ark in Space, is very much dramatised. And um, and as, as has been said, um, John Lucarotti's uh, recollections of the script when he spoke about it much later kind of led people to believe that it was probably just a load of old nonsense. But actually... It, it turns out his recollection is slightly inaccurate. I mean, there are some very eccentric things about it, but it's really, I'm just bigging up the arc now, it's really um, interesting story. Interesting to see. You can see things in there that Robert Holmes, for his version, sort of picked on that. And you know what I mean? It's, it's just fascinating. Fascinating. That's, that's I what am, I would say. Well, I have to say I'm very excited about the Dalek story because I love all these oddities yeah. you know and things and to see how it would go from what we eventually know love and you know we've all got in our DVD collections mm. how it started I think that's fascinating and I don't mind the stage directions because if they are because Terry Nation was all about the action wasn't he it really? was so, yes. yeah and it's me yeah. doing the stage directions as well ah well so I'm just no, I doing mean, them in this very low key way <laughs> <laughs> So kind of uh, a little sexy. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm there. I'm buying. Good. I'm I'm in. You had me at uh, Genesis. There you go. Well, shall we move on? Yes, go on. To the good review guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help them give you a recommendation and a nudge in the right direction. Ooh. And as promised, this week we're looking at the brand new First Doctor Adventures, starring Stephen Noonan as the Doctor, The Outlaws. From Big Finish Productions, The First Doctor Adventures, The Outlaws. You didn't happen to catch sight of a white-haired old coot, did you? Uh, well, as a matter of fact, we did. You were not here when I was last forced to defend these walls. That lasted only 40 days, and yet still it tested the fortitude of every man and woman here. The French archers have loosed their arrows! Then the attack has begun! Quickly! We haven't much time! It won't be long before Louis' soldiers scale the walls! So, gentle knight, what have you to show me? A secret. Well, this is my ward, uh, Lady Dorothea... Dodo. Oh, yes, of course, my dear. Lady Dodo Chaplet. <laughs> and this is the Doctor. Hello! Yes, yes, I'm here. Do stop bellowing. What is it? Oh, no! <sighs> Doctor! I... Yes, child? Oh, who would do such a thing? Outlaws, my dear. Outlaws. <laughs> The brutish reality of history, my dear. Oh, that was a truly disgusting clown. It's not all dressing up, you know. Pity we had to clamber up the privy suit. I suggest we release these poor animals and leave before... <laughs> before the outlaws return. I am William of Berkshire, and you are trespassing in my forest. Who? William of Berkshire. Surely you've heard of me. No, I can't say that I have. And relax that bowstring, sir. You'll have somebody's eye out with that arrow. 
Oh, delightful. The doctor's here, that's what matters. And I've had plenty of time to contemplate my revenge. You perfidious meddler. What are you doing here? What are you, um, planning? And where is Toto? Now, that's more like it. I'm sure we're going to have a chance to catch up, but right now, I'd better get going. The young woman you travel with spoke against our anointed king. She was confused. She didn't know what year it was. Is she often so confused? <laughs> what have you done with my ship? Hmm? Nothing except keep it safe. Those French dogs are going to swarm into Lincoln, and I've no way to stop them. Oh, no! The friendship breached the city walls! We're all going to die! The doctor, my lady. What, what is the meaning of this? One moment I'm a guest, then a prisoner, then a guest again, and now I'm being dragged around the castle by these ruffians of yours! With good reason. As I recall, you wanted to see King William, the Conqueror, defeated at Hastings in 1066. Yes, yes I did. The miniaturist. Hello? <laughs> I know you. Daddy? 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 How, how did you get here? You can't be... Daddy? 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 Simon? We've heard a great deal about your work. In the Zechstein mine specifically. I'm sorry, who are you? Oh, believe me, I've just as much interest in you as you have in me, Professor. No! What's happening? Can you feel that? Can you? The air is thicker. Maybe you shouldn't touch the shell. You're quite disturbed by me, aren't you, my unusual friend? This game is at an end. We are playing. You and me. I like playing with you. If you play with the dimensions of my ship, you won't just destroy this part of England. You'll destroy the Earth's solar system! Big Finish for the Love of Stories. So if you want to go to bigfinish.com, type Outlaws into the search pane at the top, and you can find that one. Simple as that. So uh, this is We Are Cult. Dot rocks. Stephen Brennan, uh, the Outlaws producer Mark Wright, said he wanted to start the release with something that was familiar to ease audiences into Noonan and Cornelius adventures, while also serving as a starting point for them to grow from. And in that way, the Outlaws is a perfect release. Fun, scary, and at times very emotional, but the universe isn't being destroyed. The Outlaws is the ultimate selection of Comfy Who and a joy to listen to. On uh, BBC One, future. Comfy Who. Yeah, comf <laughs> well, you can't get much better than Comfy Who. Like a lovely cardigan or a pair of slippers. Uh, <laughs> As for the future, the sheer potential contained in this set is unmatched by most other big Finnish productions. I cannot tell you how excited I am to see where they take the first Doctor and Dodo next. That's nice. I'm liking that review. Yeah, it's good. Warped yes, high praise indeed. Warpfactor.com, Matthew Kressel. The Outlaws and the Miniaturists offer a solid... Uh, relaunch for the first Doctor at Big Finish after from... No I'm just making up words now. From Noonan and Cornelius... <laughs> uh, takes on the Doctor and Dodo to showcasing the company's ability to both pastiche and expand upon the era. I'm not sure that made sense, but it's probably my fault for reading it out badly. With indications that David Bradley will continue in new stories with his earlier TARDIS team, it appears that listeners are in for more First Doctor tales than they ever could have hoped. Uh, and this reviewer can't wait to hear more of them. So there you go. It's true, yes. Some yeah. recorded mm -hmm. recently. Uh, glamadelaide.com.au This is Rodney, was Havatin? Yeah, I think. I'd say Havatin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is short and sweet, you'll like this. A welcome addition to the Big Finished catalogue. Four out of five. Well, that's okay. Thanks. Coltbox.co.uk, <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Ian McArdle says, uh, in his first outing as the first Doctor, Stephen Noonan is on buoyant form, a quick-witted but changeable... Sorry, quick-witted but changeable. He interprets William Hartnell's performance in a way that gives you a new appreciation of the original. I, that is, I think that Ian's really hit the nail on the head there. The other Ian, not you, Ian. Um, that's what happened to me. With, with Stephen's analysis of the part, I just kind of, it reawakened a love for William Hartnell 
uh, in me and I've been watching all his stuff so much ever since um, uh, teamed with Lauren Cornelius as the spirited dodo who breathes a new life into the all too brief companions tenure the pair make an engaging team the outlaws and the miniaturist are contrasting tales one full of historical larks a perfect description of the outlaws I think while the other pursues the fantastical absolutely and quite disturbing uh, both set out the stall for an engaging new take on the era where Doctor Who's only limits existed in the imaginations of its writers lots more please one two three four five stars five stars get can't get here. better <laughs> well we've got uh, blog to who.com Peter Nolan do you know the Noonan. Peter Nolan do you know the Peter Nolan story no go on tell me <laughs> Is it terribly just, indiscreet? No, it's just rubbish. It's um, that Benji and I have created this completely fake background for Peter Nolan. That, that's totally <laughs> untrue. We we always say that he he's an actor from the nineteen seventies, and we always um, reminisce about the many shows that he fronted and how oh, his career is having a comeback. Good singer yeah. as well, bit of a yeah, crooner. Yeah, yeah. You know? So watch out yeah. for Peter Nolan. And I love the fact that Peter Nolan clearly doesn't ever listen to the podcast so he's blissfully unaware of this whole fictional background we've created for him. i mean That's i sometimes brilliant. worry that it's a form of bullying but i don't think it is i think it's done with love no. i mean you know but now you know that you've said that and mm. you've created him he yeah. now exists somewhere somewhere out there a different peter nolan yeah yeah and and i hear he went on des o'connor back in uh, when it was popular in the 70s on the des o'connor show yeah yeah, yeah yeah and he did a couple of numbers and uh it was a great raconteur, yes, as as I understand. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what Benji particularly liked about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've got you got to love a raconteur. But now uh, he's doing he reviews. I know. <laughs> what does he say? Uh, he says Noonan and Cornelius have formed a truly special TARDIS crew, and one with huge potential Ooh. to develop in future Doctor First Doctor Adventures releases. It gives these new adventures for the Doctor and Dodo the potential for big finish to offer one of the most compelling futures for a classic companion yet. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm so excited by the First Doctor range, I must say. Um, WhoReview.com, no review um, credited. Uh, the Outlaws is a successful reboot for the first Doctor Adventures, which leaves me excited to see where the range will go next. Recommended. Nice. <laughs> Stamp of approval. And on Twitter, B is a dork. Really? <laughs> Um, if you haven't yet, please make sure you listen to Big Finishes, The First Doctor Adventures, The Outlaws. The actor playing the first Doctor, Stephen Noonan, has recaptured the joyful, chaotic glee of Hartnell. Yeah, he was sort of yeah, chaotic, and, and there was a sort of a glint in the eye. There was, wasn't there? Know? People were yeah. often sort of think, oh, no, he was just crotchety and, you know, but, it's, but Stephen has done such exhaustive research and, and sort of mined every aspect of the Hartnell yeah. performance. Brilliant. Um, hmm. There's so much more chaos in the story, you can't help but smile. And the thing is, much better, I think, than Richard Herndl in The Five Doctors. Well, I wouldn't like to make any adverse comments, but thank you. I mean, I thought Richard Herndl got, got eating a sandwich down to... <laughs> That's really revolting, that bit. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, next week, uh, we take a look at Doctor of War 1, Genesis, starring Colin Baker and a tale of time twisted. Painful. Still to come on the podcast, listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and uh, rev uh, previewing Dalek's Genesis of Terror, which I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. Plus... The Randomoid Selectatron giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. But first, let's go behind the scenes with the sixth Doctor Adventures Purity Unleashed. Broadway belongs to me. I keep thinking it says Broadway belongs to Mel because she's yeah. in it. <laughs> or is it Matthew Sweet? I'm Jack Rayner and I was the producer of Broadway Belongs to Me. There it is. The show at the Rivoli. Behold America. With an exclamation mark. Must be a musical. Oh, no. This is a sidestep from the ongoing quest, but we wanted to have something lighter in the mix because this is a very dark-themed era. It was written by Matthew Sweet, and um, Matthew Sweet is one of those people who is so ferociously intelligent and knowledgeable and an amazing historian, you do feel safe in his hands. 
you knew if anybody could walk that tightrope successfully, it would be Matthew Sweet. I'm Bonnie Langford and I play Melanie Bush. My name is Rosalie Craig and I play Francis Drouet. Behold America, we strike kings, queens and stars. Who needs the crown when you've got labels round beneath the stars and bars? It was so much fun. And it was very exciting and hilarious, but actually really very clever too. Very, very clever. Mm, very clever. Actually too clever for my small brain. I was like, uh, and now I've melted in my brain, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a joy to do one of these when it's turned into a big Broadway show as well, right? I know, it's hilarious, but there's so many, and there's so many references. I think it needs to be listened to quite a few times Definitely. to actually hear the references that there are not only to the show but also to many other sort of musical theatre things. I love the fact that Mel cannot bear the fact that it's a musical, cannot bear <laughs> the fact that she has to be in a musical. I love it. I absolutely love it. And the it. fact that it's you playing it as well. I just yeah, well, love that. It, brilliant, you know. brilliant. The other thing story-wise that we had to cover was there had to be a reason that Mel and the Doctor would stick around for the course of an adventure when they had the quest that they were so desperate to be on and which was so important to them but we wanted there to be just in the background still and that slight sense of urgency that they had Hebe's disappearance hanging over them they had to take part in this adventure because it's what had happened and had always happened but they wanted to be getting on with things. I'm Nicholas Pegg and I play Carl Lombard and a selection of other colourful characters. I'm Sam Stafford. I play a selection of colourful characters, uh, most notably probably Billy the Stagehand. You know, Matthew Sweet has written such a wonderful script, which we've all had such a wonderful time, you know, bringing, hopefully bringing it to life uh, for you. And uh, Helen is such a good director. So we've just had an absolutely wonderful time. It's been, a, it's been a great production. And I love the way that Matthew's script is, obviously, it's funny. It's, it's, it's extremely funny. But it's also in a very light on its feet sort of way. It does actually have some serious things to say. And I just think it's, a, it's such a beautifully written piece of work. So, so thank you, Matthew, for a lovely script. Yes, That's yeah, where it yeah. all begins. As I say, thematically, it was relevant and also really interesting in the story Mel didn't know about uh, fascism in America and possibly some of our listeners won't know that. Mel automatically thinks that this is a place where time went wrong and it isn't. This is real and we treat it comedically but this did happen. A big thing in this box set is that the villains aren't always evil. A lot of the time they think they're doing good and that sort of evil can hide around you very easily. It was quite thematically relevant to us in a lot of different ways, even though it feels like, oh, here's the Doctor and Mel having a jolly little adventure on Broadway, lots of singing. I mean, oh goodness, you know, singing. It was amazing. It was so much fun. It was incredible. But it is still very much part of what we will call our arc. I had the best time <laughs> performing this. I think... I've never had to say like the same line so many times, but like just like I think I've just enjoyed doing it so so much and just finding the different colours in it and just just to kind of just have a good old time with a lovely bunch of people. It's yeah. been great. It's been an absolute riot, hasn't it? We've had such a wonderful day um, <laughs> egging each other on and uh, trying out different uh, characters and things. Yeah, it's it's been it's been an absolute blast. I am Colin Baker. And I play the Sixth Doctor. I found it very hard not to think that each part in this was definitively cast. Sometimes you can think, oh, somebody else might have done that a little bit better. But I just loved everyone in this. I thought our guests were splendid. Hats off to whoever found them. I've got written down, must talk about Howard. <laughs> It seemed like he could turn his hand to anything. We went to him and said, oh, could you just do us a Broadway song? Here are the lyrics. And he came back with a Broadway song, a big, huge, incredible, catchy, can't get it out of your head Broadway song. Just go to bigfinish.com 
Type Unleashed into the search pane at the top to find this thought-provoking slice of Six Doctor action. Released this coming Tuesday, 23rd of May. And don't forget, you can hear a free 15-minute drama tease of Broadway... Yes, and that belongs to me at the end of the podcast. This one, I mean. (laughs) Excellent. I shall be there. Meanwhile, it's time for... Listeners' emails... All you have to do to be in with the chance of having your email read out is send one to podcast at bigfinish.com. It's really that simple. I mean, if you want to make it more difficult, you could, like, send it to the wrong address, get a bounce back. But, I mean, why would you? I mean, you know, it's simple, isn't it? Don't recommend that. Recommend you just send it to podcast at bigfinish.com. And first up... Great advice. Thank you. (laughs) This is quite a long one. Dear podcasters. I feel like Terry Wogan there. Dear podcasters. (laughs) Good morning, hello, salut, felicitous greetings to you both. Love the show. Uh, Many, 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 many podcasts ago, you posed a question to your listeners. If Big Finish were to produce another comic strip adaptation, which would you want? Some great answers were read out, including Colin Baker's comic strip, Voyager. I totally think it should be Voyager, and here's why. Here's the story. When I bought the full-colour graphic novel in, as JNT once said, 1900 and frozen to death, did he really? Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah, it took my actual breath away, right from the first frame of Voyager ship sailing through the dark green ocean and every frame jumping out of the page with joy and passion, the colours bringing the whole thing to life. I could almost hear the timbers creaking, <sighs> the waves crashing all around and the thunderous roar of the water falling off the edge of the world. I mean, I'm there. I'm there. It's in my mind. This is it. Uh, I set myself an exercise to write a music suite that I could have on in the background while I was reading it. I see Big Finish before Big Finish. I eventually completed the job, recorded the music onto cassette. Um, which are coming back so you could resurrect that now. Uh, This was almost 20 years ago and then suddenly life happened. Yeah, well, it does that. Flash forward to your podcast a mere few months ago and I suddenly realised I could dig this out. I could sync it all up, maybe even add in some sound effects. Mm -hmm. Please understand this was purely an exercise myself and was never meant for human consumption. There's a big (laughs) but here. But, anyway, nevertheless, I'd like to share it with you. There you go. Three bite-sized sequences from the music suite I wrote in the hope that it may inspire you to move forward with adapting Voyager for audio. Uh, we're, blimey, this is quite involved. When composing, I decided to blend the musical styles of the Radiophonic Workshop and Dominic Glynn, as well as adding in my own style a little. Uh, so you'll hear the season 23 cello style music, melodic anthems, atmospheres, and Jonathan Gibbs-like percussion, even some Dudley Simpson-like brass chords. Mm-hmm. Obviously... I'll never show this publicly due to the visuals copyright, so this is uploaded purely for your benefit. I'd just like to take a moment to say a massive thanks to every single one of you at Big Finish for such consistently high productions. You're amazing and we love you. That's nice. Mm. I hope you enjoy my efforts of 20 years ago, and uh, if they bring you a fraction of the pleasure that you've given to me over the years, it'll make me happy. They're very good as well. Have you got them? Well, yeah, they're they're there. You can click on them there. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah but yeah. You know, the, the listeners won't be able to hear them. But yeah, I advise you, Ian, have a little listen. It's quite fun. You know, he's edited the comic strip and you see it. And the, yeah, it's it's it was rather good. Oh, thank well, you, Stuart. S- yeah, Stuart, thank you very much for that. That's nice. Uh, next up, Clive Lewis has written in with the third Doctor Kaleidoscope. Greetings, Nick and Benji. Insert name here. I don't know. Possibly Suze Kempner. <laughs> <laughs> worth an outside guess it certainly is yeah Suze isn't here no um, but uh, but Ian is yes uh, so you decide what the better deal is uh, the first thing I want to say is that I appreciated <laughs> sorry that I approached Kaleidoscope this is the third Doctor Adventure that was out well it was the last one out was it yeah it was was it yeah with trepidation so, yeah. and a little enthusiasm and little enthusiasm after an aborted first attempt. Uh, this is no, it's no small way due to my daughter saying that Garen Howell's kaleidoscope sounded like Paddington Bear. <laughs> uh, spoiler, he didn't. Uh, also, my <laughs> wife saying Mark Elstob's Air Commodore Hurley sounded like Boris Johnson. Put me right off. Uh, the second thing is that on listening properly, kaleidoscope is a brilliant story. Phew. Thank goodness. <laughs> Uh, so, so many back references, Easter eggs, from the introduction of the Hoomobile to mentions of the mm. Master's Island prison. Uh, the main cast are perfect. 
Tim Trelaw, Sadie Miller and John Colesall soon make you forget it's not the original actors. Uh, the subtle nuances and character work means you slip straight into the story. There are some laugh-out-loud lines, including the Brigadier's reverse the tonality of the music flow. Yes, that's <laughs> Alan Barnes's sense of humour there. I, I just about allowed that. Uh, so how to categorise Kaleidoscope? It's a smorgasbord of delights. A glam rock 70s comedy, an adventure about an alien force taking on the RAF, a Cold War thriller all mixed together with Doctor Who. That's pretty much what Alan Barnes, the writer, promised me when he wrote it. Uh, overall, uh, sound the klaxon when we read out <laughs> reviews. We always go, uh, when someone says overall. That's a good klaxon. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yes, I have many talents. <laughs> that is the least of them. Uh, all the characters are perfect, however. Special mentions... Oh, sorry. All, all the characters are perfect. However, special mentions need to go to Mark Elstob's Hurley, who is a bureaucratic, pompous, irksome, militarily idiot. Uh, as soon as you've got him pinned as the villain of the piece, however, there is a deftly executed rug pull. <laughs> Uh, this reveals Stephen Noonan's loathsome Colonel General Sokolov. He's, he's brilliant, actually. Who's stepped straight out of a James Bond novel. Sokolov drips uh. venom and pure evil, even making my skin crawl in places. Yeah, he's really quite unhealthy, isn't he? Uh, Stephen Noonan's performance is in stark contrast to his mercurial first doctor, and this makes Sokolov even more chilling. I'll tell you something else. Stephen Noonan plays about five other parts in the story, and you just can't tell. I mean, he's... He's so brilliant with his voice. Oh, he's listening. Sorry, sorry, I don't mean to embarrass you with too much praise, Stephen. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, I thought, what a, what a lovely review. Uh, yes. This is a five-star story and one I have now listened to many times. Just goes to show that you can't always go on first impressions. That's true. Most people yes. think I'm an idiot when they first meet me. So, <laughs> Thanks, Big Finish. Or is that Big Finish? See my last email. That's with two ends. And keep up the amazing work. Toodle Pip, Clive Lewis. Listener number 9845-732F. Yeah. And it's good having Mark L. Stop around, isn't it? Yeah. You, I, I loved him at six. Number in, six. Yes, in the six. prisoner, yeah. 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 If you haven't listened, you really should. Yes. The website. Go, go along to the website. Good plan. Uh, so f finally, uh, says Matt Bovingdon. Hello, Nick and the team at Big Finish. My name is Matt. I'm from Hemel Hempstead in Hertfordshire, which I used to only, I lived in Hemel Hempstead. Did you? So I know about the uh, the roundabout that goes the wrong way. Oh. And the, and the Decorum Sports Centre and the place called Cemetery Hill, which is very spooky. Is it also where hurricanes hardly ever happen? <laughs> That's exactly, exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I had the absolute pleasure to meet Nick Briggs at an event in Wood Norton on the 7th of May yeah. while dressed in full Fourth Doctor costume, <laughs> it says here in brackets. I'm a postman and I want to explain how every day I listen to at least two full audio adventures whilst walking up and down the streets. I mean, that is just luxury, isn't it? That's yeah. brilliant. Uh, I often get asked what I'm listening to and I explain that they're Doctor Who audio adventures from Big Finish and people are interested that Doctor Who is in that medium too. My ranges that I love to listen to are the third, fourth and fifth Doctor adventures plus monthly adventures of the fifth Doctor, which is a firm favourite to go to. A joy to listen to the 80s TARDIS trio back again, taking us to new adventures and always bringing the classic element back to listening to these stories is great escapism. I've also had the honour to meet cast members of Big Finish so I could thank them personally. You all do a magnificent job and special parts are listening to the interviews and podcasts to see how the behind the scenes work is carried out and how it all develops. So there it is, one posty and thousands of hours worth of joy at his fingertips, says Matt. So, and he says apologies for the lengthy email. Oh, was it? No, it wasn't. That wasn't no, that no, long. No, it was a pretty modest length one. Yeah, I'd, you see, Matt wrote in because I encouraged him to, because he, he said, I, you know, he told me this, and I said you should write into the podcast and tell everyone yeah. about this. Yeah, uh, and I've been, I, I've been, I talked about him in the last uh, podcast. Good, uh, uh, good fourth doctor costume as well, actually. Really oh, good, really yeah. accurate. Yeah. Oh, which one? Is it like early or early, season eight? Early, no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, season yeah. 12, yeah. Oh, nice. Definitely yeah. that. I'm, I'm pretty certain. Yeah. If I'm wrong, Matt, please write in and correct me. Anyway, very nice fellow. I, I mentioned last week, by the way, in, in term, I was at this event to do a, a video interview with Sadie and Daisy about 
playing their mums in the Third Doctor adventures. And so I wasn't, they'd asked me if I wanted to do the event. I said, no, I'll just focus on this. So they'd issued instructions <laughs> that no one was allowed to talk to me or take photographs. <laughs> or, yeah. So right. a couple of people, including Matt, sidled up to me and said, look, I'm not, not supposed to say anything. But and I thought, oh, I see. I didn't, when I said I wasn't coming to the event, I didn't say, and don't let anyone talk to me, all right? <laughs> I was like, don't look so, at me. I don't want to see anyone's eyeballs. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like having a real diva moment. That don't was, touch yeah, me. That was a real overreaction. To my modest, you know, saying no, that I won't, I won't take any money from you to be at your convention. That's basically what I was saying. Anyway, that's it for this week's emails. We look forward very much uh, to reading more next week. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I won't be able to read them, but I will be listening to I them. Hope so. I bet you won't. Are. I bet you'd be too busy <laughs> to be listening to us blathering on. Anyway. On to the old randomoid selectron. It's warming up and at this very moment preparing to offer you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Uh, also teasing you with the first 15 minutes of the Six Doctor Adventures Purity Unleashed. But first, Daleks, Genesis of Terror. The first version of that towering classic of a Doctor Who story from 1975, Genesis of the Daleks. I'm Simon Guerrier, and I am the producer of Doctor Who The Lost Stories, Daleks, Genesis of Terror. My name's Philip Hinchcliffe, and I produced Genesis of the Daleks. Barry uh, Letts and Terence Dix and Bob Holmes sort of briefed me, really, what they were, where they were at in terms of setting up the next Doctor Who season. They explained that they, they didn't know who the Doctor would be, and there were rumours of... Uh, older actors flying around who might not be able to do the action stuff. And so their strategy was to uh, rely upon the old monsters in this transitional season of the new Doctor. So that's why they did a Sontaran story, a, a Cyberman and a Dalek story. They were sort of hedging their bets. This is the original version of episode one of Genesis of the Daleks, a story that readers of Doctor Who magazine once voted the best Doctor Who story ever. So this is it. This is classic Doctor Who in its rawest form, as it was pitched, as it was conceived by writer Terry Nation. And you get to see what was in his head. You get to see what of that original conception made it to the screen in the final version and what was excised and what was reworked by script editor Robert Holmes, by the new star Tom Baker taking over the role of the Doctor, and by producer Philip Hinchcliffe. So you get a real sense in this of how this classic, much-loved, amazing TV story, how that came about. I thought they were a good adventure story and an improvement on the odd Dalek story that I'd seen in my youth because it had a very good villain at the, at the heart of it. And it was an intriguing story, actually. And this was my first production with David Maloney as a director. And I said, look, you know, that, these pepper pots are just not frightening. Uh, you know, what are we going to do about that? So David said, yes, well, I can shoot them from below and uh, bring them up on ramps in the studio, things like that just to create a more power, you know. So we started thinking a bit more filmically, although we didn't have much film, but basically, you know, how to create that sort of menacing sort of atmosphere in the programme. Hello, my name is Samuel Clemens, and I am the director of this episode of Doctor Who, The Lost Stories. The, um, the threat is never higher than in this episode, and that's particularly on obviously on the televised version. So when I came to doing this as the an audio drama, we were just looking obviously at the very first script that we had that was written, and the rest were um, outlines of what what it would be. And that's what we've recorded is is uh, the original version of this, which I just think is absolutely brilliant. And um, I've got to just check the script actually just here, but I'm pretty sure we've got yeah it is yeah it was in full scap yeah and um, Terry Nation's original piece. I think the main thing I've learnt in producing this Dalek story and also Doctor Who and the Ark, the early version of what became the TV story The Ark in Space, is how hard Philip Hinchcliffe as producer and Robert Holmes as script editor worked. They weren't going to settle for okay. They, if need be, they would rewrite things from scratch. And they worried about 
what things look like, they worried about how things could be realised, they worried about the characters of their their leads, but also the guest cast. There's a lot of very careful tinkering and thinking about how you can make this the best it can possibly be. And I'm, I'm really impressed by that. I think other production teams would have let some of these scripts go as they were. And um, that wasn't good enough for this particular team. Tom Baker playing Doctor Who. Locate their, ooh, Achilles heels, so to speak. Do Daleks have Achilles heels? Well, Robert Holmes, you know, was a, a very, very uh, mysterious figure, very, very amiable and everything like that, but always with a sparkle and always with a slight uh, other meaning, edginess to his thing. He really was a tremendous tease. Uh, and, and great company to be with, but it just made him, it produced a kind of anxiety because you didn't always know that you picked up the, the meaning in his tone of voice. Uh, so there was a, a, quite a lot of twinkling in the eye or suddenly looking out of the window or perhaps pretending he dropped something, you know, like a, a box of matches, which were, which were all cues to the mood he was in. Um, <laughs> he was a darling, and I, and he, of course, promoted me a lot at the at the BBC. Now you can just go to bigfinish.com, type Genesis of Terror into the search pane at the top to find that one. Yeah, and remember, it's out this Thursday, the twenty fifth of May. In the meantime, it's. The Randomoid Selectatron, where we randomly select a Big Finish release and offer you a 25% discount on it. God, that's the first time I've said it without screwing it up. <laughs> and breathe. It's very nice, though. 25% off? Yeah. Does it, can I get 25% off, or am I not allowed? Because I'm. I don't think know. there's any rule about that. Um, do you want to find it? I can find it with Randomoid Selectatron, but type Randomoid Selectatron into uh, Google. Doctor Who. Relative dimensions. I'm sure we've offered this one before, but it doesn't matter. It was a. Well, no, it's it's a good one. I mean, it's McGann, isn't it? You got to love a bit of Paul. Well, it was a. Was it? It wasn't actually. Yeah, it was out in, at Christmas. It's a Christmas release. Anyway, here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Relative Dimensions. Susan, there you are, <laughs> and Alex, come in. Happy Christmas, Granddad. Alex, pass the sprouts, please. The structure of the ship is amazing. It's more retro than real gothic. So are all Mum's stories about you true? Alex. Why? What's she been saying? Gravy, please, Susan. About your travels. Grandfather, happy Christmas! Oh, please, not now. Grandfather, you haven't changed. Irresponsible as ever. What do you mean? Grandfather, take us home now! Flayed shoes all over the floor. The whole colony invading my home, threatening my family and my defenseless guests. This leads down to the TARDIS powerhouse. Uh, burning. Can you smell it? Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. It was originally called the the fish that stole Christmas. Why you. did it not? Why did that title not survive? That is a brilliant title, the fish that stole Christmas. Well, I must have been in a funny mood. I wanted a what? I wanted a shorter title because of the way the uh, covers used to work in those days. The fish that stole Christmas was probably too long to fit on two lines. And I wanted something that sounded more Doctor Who-y. And possibly a bit more Christmassy, because, you know, Christmas is about family and yeah, relatives. Yeah, and I thought relative to me, and I think that was the next offer from uh, Mark Platt. I thought it was a really smart title. I liked it. Um, yeah. I, you've heard it, have you, that one? Yeah. yeah. In fact, I not only heard it, I've got it. It's it's there on a shelf. Uh, so, nice. yeah. Impressive. So, um yeah, I, I probably won't get that one then. No. If I've got it already. No, but you can get a 25% uh, discount off. So, here's the thing. Um, a, uh, 
while I email Jackie Emery, content manager at Big Finish, to inform her of our random selection so that she can get the offer live on the bigfinish.com website. Ian, now you've already looked on the Big Finish website. Uh, do you know how listeners get their 25% off? Can you find okay. it? Yes, if you go to the Big Finish website and then you go to Randomoid Selectatron and, it's the, and then there's a little place for you to put the code in Put the code in. Yeah, but how do you go to Randomoid Selectron? How do you find that? What, the actual Randomoid Selectron? No, no. Big Finish. <laughs> no. When you go to the Big Finish website, how do you find out where to type in the... Um, well, the I, I, I typed in, look for a release, Randomoid Selectron. Oh, right. I'm doing it now. And you typed in Randomoid Selectron at the top of the Big Finish page, did you? Yeah, and there it is. Oh wow! Search for a release, and and there it is. You search for randomoid. God, that's not the way we normally. But that's not the way what? we normally do. You found an entirely new way of doing it. I tell you, just what the. Sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once. I've just emailed Jackie. Says she'll put the the offer live. Um, yeah. What we normally do is go up to um, you select podcasts at the top of the page. Yeah. And then it will have the latest podcast there, and you click read more, and then you'll see in the text it says the Randomoid Selectatron also features offering you a twenty-five percent reduction on the selected release. Just click here, and then you click here, and then you enter the code buck up, uh, which is. Would you, would you like me to do all that? <laughs> I can do that for you now. No, well I've explained it now. It's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. B u c k u p. No spaces. No complications. All in capital letters. Excellent. You see, I'm a novice, though. Yeah, no. I mean, I wasn't expecting this to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's all right, then. Well, it's a lovely choice, Ran. It's one of my favourite releases. A lot of people... We, we often play a, a free clip of it at um, Christmas, a 15-minute clip of it, because to yeah. remind people how lovely. It's the perfect Christmas release. So if you're feeling a bit prematurely Christmassy, it was ideal. Uh, in prematurely next... Christmas? It's nearly June. Yeah. I mean, you know... Yeah. Thinking about Christmas now. It's pr prematurely is definitely the word. Uh, next week, the podcast is just simply called Dragon's Domain because, you know, you'll be delighted to know that Ian's work is on display in that Space 1999 release. It's the one that everyone remembers of Space 1999 with the big horrible mm. creature with the, mm. that drags people in and desiccates them. And uh, I think it's the only release coming out next week. So we'll be talking about space 1999 because like ian benji clifford also worked on the sound design each episode was sound designed by a different person uh, the good review guide is the war doctor uh, genesis and uh, we go behind the scenes with skull in the sky which is the first release in the dragon's domain box set but then we also go behind the scenes with dragon's domain itself you've heard a little bit about that from ian today so i'm sure you're excited and we give you a 15 minute drama tease of it too Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. See, because I've I've not heard it with all the music on. I only, I've, I've, so. Oh well, yeah. Oh well, it sounds great. Mm. Well, I mean, you and me both got love a bit of space nineteen ninety nine. Um, so that is what we call a stellar lineup. Um, <laughs> well, I suppose we should really bring this to a close because we've got a drama tease coming up. So thanks for listening. Thanks for having me on the podcast with um, you know scenery collapsing around me as well <laughs> but this edition of the Big Finish podcast was presented by me Ian Meadows and him Nick Briggs he also wrote produced and edited it so there you are yeah. a man of many talents <laughs> <laughs> and of course Ian and I did this for the, for the love, love of, of stories. stories oh I wonder whether that led it together And finally, on the Big Finish podcast, the sixth Doctor Adventures Purity Unleashed Broadway Belongs to Me by Matthew Sweet. Christmas Eve in New York, Mary Jane. The lights are bright, but not for us. What are we going to do? Well, we sure ain't going to despair, Beth. Why did that landlord make us leave tonight? Because he ain't loyal, Beth. He could give us chapter and verse of Das Kapital, I'm sure. But Christian charity? Why, that'd be an alien idea to him. An alien idea. Oh, Mary Jane, 
Is that a glint of silver on the sidewalk? What is it? A penny? A nickel? A dime? Oh, it's foreign. A ruble. You see, Beth, they're everywhere. Like the arms of a great cosmopolitan octopus. Who are these guys? who are going to get us out of this mess, Beth. They're going to build us a Friday tomorrow, an American tomorrow, and I'm going to tell you about it. No, I mean everything for the test. If we don't keep taking readings, we'll never find out what's happened to Hebe. Copy of today's paper. New York Daily News. Bottle of world's leading ketchup brand. The house has provided. Three period-appropriate killer questions. Written on this napkin. OK, we're good to go. What's the news? Ah, um, thugs raid poker game. Mayor honours 24-year-old cat. Badget quadruplets in the spotlight. Oh, just another day in New York. Okay. Now, the condiment test. Mm, shake the bottle. Back of the hand. Oh! Oops, bit too much. <laughs> Don't worry. Larger sample, more accurate result. Uh, mm, mm. Tastes completely normal. Nothing to bother the causal nexus there. You know, this is so much more discreet than waving a temporal distortion monitor in the air. Look, you missed a bit. Oh, oh yeah. Ugh, mm. oh, we got plates, you know, mister. Mm. Mm. And side dishes, I see. Thank you. Refill for that coffee. Please. And can I ask you something? Ask away, sweet cheeks. Who's the president? FDR. And today's special is oyster milk stew. Ask me another. Who won the NFL championship game? The Giants. Is there a prize? Am I on the radio? And... Who's that man? Hey? That shouting man in Times Square, with the armband and the banners. Oh, him. That's Carl Lombard. Oh, she's changed her hair. Still blonde, though. <laughs> she should lose the moustache. <laughs> Clark Gable won't want to kiss that. Not Carol Lombard. <laughs> Carl Lombard. And what's the difference, would you say? Carol Lombard, Hollywood's queen of scruple. Carl Lombard, local comedian. If you like that kind of joke, wants to annex the Sudetenland. Luckily, that's in Europe. So he's a... He sure is, sister. The Anschluss kind. At a time when every crackpot and bankrupt believes that he must... Doctor, listen to him. Proof positive. <sighs> Come on, this is our reading. A kink in the timeline. I don't think so, Mel. I don't see anything wrong here. Nazis in the middle of New York. Nothing wrong with time. Perhaps you've never heard of the American Bund? No, I haven't. Well, it's all here. Tomorrow night they're having a rally in Madison Square Garden, thousands of them, listening to stuff like this. A lot of racist claptrap about the conspiracy against America. Seagiling in front of a giant picture of George Washington. On his birthday. Indeed. The creeps. Go back to Germany. Back to where they like guys who wear shorts in February. I had no idea that there were American Nazis. Now we got Marlena and cheesecake, so maybe this is payback. We gotta take some of the terrible things, too. Like these terrible guys. And your terrible show, lady. What show? Ah, uh, don't play dumb. Opens tonight. Your picture's on the front of the Rivoli. What are you talking about? Break a leg, why don't you? Or two. An extraordinary man. Right. 
Let's go back to the TARDIS and try again. Doctor, he meant the Rivoli Theatre. It's on this block. Oh. Well, perhaps we should take a look before we go. It might be important. And I've certainly heard enough of Mr. Lombard's speech. Internationalist, the only ever homeless parasite. So... you should use one of your gadgets just to be sure there's nothing wrong here something that bleeps you mean something that isn't a bottle of sauce but it's such a good index bell spices imported from so many places and in the correct timeline a recipe behold that... america hey eh? there it is the show at the rivoli behold america with an exclamation mark. Must be a musical. Oh, no. Oh, don't be such a snob. I don't care about the show. It's the casting. M oh, I see what you mean. And that photograph is so... Unflattering. Huge. Come on, let's cross the street. We can't go in. I think we must, Mel. Curtains up. We can't miss the Broadway debut of Miss Melanie Bush. Two for the cheap seats, please. Two. My lady friend is just powdering her nose. Oh, yeah, I see her. Behind the potted palm. There is a ladies' room, you know. Thanks. Last pair. You got lucky. Dollar twenty. Have we missed much? Let's see. The dames have been thrown out of their lodgings on Christmas Eve. Then it all goes a little horse vessel, and I think we're about two scenes from them waking up to the true nature of international capital. So, no, you've not missed much. This is a musical comedy. The critics will decide. Here, let me check your code in. Oh, um, must you? Have you seen what you're wearing? There are some quiet bits in Act Two. Oh, very well. Pay at the end, when you see what a good job I've done. Now, you can tell your secretary to come out from behind the plant. I'm not his secretary. Don't worry, lady. I won't sing. Uh, ready, Mel? No. Up we go, then. What do you think of the uniform? Oh, Beth, you look a picture. Black and white suits you so, and your hair. Do you pick Incredible. She looks exactly like me, Doctor. Exactly. What is she? A double? A robot? I'm not sure now. Whatever she is, she's not my idea of a good night out. I think I'm going to be it's sick. It's coming, that new country. I can almost see it, touch it. It's easy when you try, ain't it? What do you see? A clean world with ham and eggs for everyone and a reformed banking system. No landlord will ever put us out on the street on Christmas Eve. And we'll never eat dinner at the Automat again. We won't eat dinner at the Automat bath? No, because we'll be free. Imagine it. The statutes and the laws will be all American. The names on the stores will be all American. And anything not at all American will be gone, gone, gone. The stars on the screen will be all American. The will be clean and all American and everything we can call American will go on, on, on. Behold America, our land will be reborn. It may take a flight or a plebiscite, but we'll see you in the dawn. Show me the steps.
miss. Say, Miss Pooty, what can I do for you? Did you happen to see a tall, fair gentleman pass this way? With the harpo hair and yellow pants? That's him. He was here a second ago, fussing over his coat. And where might I find him now? Row G in the Grand Circle. Obliged. You seem awful mad. What's he done? He done wrong. Hadn't you better take the elevator, Miss Pooty? In your condition? I suppose I should. Here, let me help you. Thank you. And give him one for me. Ouch! I know. It's so awful. No, it's more than that. Okay, it's more than awful. It's obscene. Ah, What's the matter? A temporal twinge. You were right, Mel. Someone is interfering with history. I wonder, is this what happened to poor Hebe? Doctor, please don't vanish. I'll try not to. I think we should leave. If you don't mind. I don't mind. I... Mel, we need to take some readings. Oh, it's you. Who? You. Hello, Mel. Doctor? It's another doppelganger. I fear not. Keep back, Mel. Doctor? Yes, Doctor? I do apologise. I'm probably the cause of that headache. Something tells me there are bigger ones coming. I need a little favour from you, Doctor. This is against the rules, isn't it? Well, if you don't tell the Time Lords, then I won't. What do you want? Just leave the building. Slip away, now. That sounds pretty prudent, actually. And then come back in an hour. Oh, why? To collect your coat and give that cloakroom lady her tip. That's very important. Don't forget, she lives on those tips. Right. I think this is the cue for our exit. I'll call the elevator. Stairs are best. It's coming anyway. That's why you should use the stairs. Come on, Mel. Let's do as he says. Hello, Doctor. Oh, hello again, Lydia. Feeling all right? Yes, but you're not. Aren't I? No! Hey, Curly, did she find you? Who? Ah, no, you still got your front teeth. It's the show, then. Thumbs down? It's a no from me. And me. Hey, now you're not hiding in the verger. Ain't you Melanie Bush? The star of the show? Of course the star of the show. Well, I can see why you think so. I'm sorry we have to rush now, but we'll be back in an hour to collect my coat. Folks usually have dinner after the performance, not during it. Particularly if their name's on the playbill. What are we doing after? Well, dinner, obviously. But then we need to go back. To the TARDIS. To the past. How long did they rehearse this show? Five weeks. Five weeks of grind and blood and sweat. We can't spare five weeks, Doctor. We've got to think about Hebe. What if this is the way to find her? Five weeks, though? What if it isn't? Sorry, kid. That's what it takes if you want to make it on Broadway. Okay, listen up. I want to say something here before the rehearsal starts. You know Lydia's big number is shy a pair of shoes? And that we could do with a bit more oomph in the Act 1 finale? Yes. Oh, heavens, yes. Well, 
We got a new kid with us to fix that. Big finish for the love of stories.